Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. What if I told you there was a blueprint for all your client appointments, a guaranteed path to successful communication? Sounds too good to be true, right? What if I told you it's totally free and can be done in five minutes? It's your consultation. It's finding the language and communication between you and your client. So many of the challenges that we have as stylists could be solved if we knew what questions to ask and actually took the time to understand and truly listen to the language that our client is using. The most important tool that you can bring to the appointment is the consultation. It's literally the blueprint for all of your appointments. You can do a very thorough consultation in five minutes or less if you're asking the right questions. An effective consultation can make a very good first impression. I love having a new client in my seat because I feel like it's when I show up my strongest. I'm trying to make a good impression. I'm trying to impress them with my elaborate vocabulary and my knowledge of hair. And I feel like sometimes we don't give our long-term guests the same energy, and I feel like they definitely deserve it. A good consultation also builds trust. When your client is sitting across from you in the styling chair and they're looking at you and you're asking them these questions, you come off as a professional. They feel like they can trust your ability to deliver a good service because you look like you know what you're talking about and you sound like you know what you're talking about. I want to discuss the importance of researching your client's preferences and history. The type of things that I put into my client's profile, it's not just their formulations. As a hairstylist that has been doing hair for over two decades, I remember the little box that I would keep in my station and it had the little index cards in there. And I would always write down the client's formulation, the date of the appointment. And that way I had something to, you know, refer back to at their next appointment. I would even maybe write down some of the things they purchased if I remembered to, but mostly we used those little cards for formulations and they were actually called formula cards. But now we have so much more technology that we can lean into. You can basically find out anything about your client or any client through the salon software. You know, sometimes it's not about you taking care of your own client. For example, we have a stylist at my salon that's about to go on maternity leave. So she's going to great lengths right now to make sure that all of her clients' information that another stylist is going to need to know is in there. That way, that client still gets the same consistent, great results and service that she's used to with that stylist, and she feels taken care of by the salon while her stylist is out. Every software is going to have tools about the service history, but you can actually go in there and add a ton of notes. So I like to put the products that they buy, but I also like to put like little unique things about that particular guest. Maybe she's a, you know, a single mom of three, or maybe she really likes to hike, or she's, you know, really interested in the environment. There are things that I like to remember about the client for their next appointment so that I can bring it up and they can feel heard. You know, they can feel like I remember them. You know how you go to the doctor's office and it feels like you answered the same exact questions every single time and you're like, 
dude, you literally saw me six weeks ago. Why are you asking me these same questions over and over again? Well, with notes in your profile like this, you don't have to be like that. You can go in and you can comment on the things that you wrote down previously without making it seem like you've literally forgotten everything about them in six weeks. Sometimes it's as easy as checking in on the new shampoo that they purchased. Hey, I noticed you bought color control last time. That stuff is flying off the shelf. Everybody seems to be loving it. How are you feeling about it? And then you really get to take a deep dive into what the client's preferences are at home because that matters just as much. The time that they spend styling their hair in between their appointments needs to be as smooth and seamless as when they leave the salon. So make sure you're setting them up for a win and make sure that they're satisfied with that aspect of the service. So let me share a few of my tips on creating a super welcoming environment and for setting the stage for a really successful consultation. I really like it when I see a stylist walk up to their guest with a huge smile on their face. A smile is like an opening to a conversation that is going to feel extremely welcoming, extremely warm, and extremely friendly. So always have a smile on your face when you're walking up to a client, whether it's the first time or the hundredth time. When you walk up to them with this smile on your face, introduce yourself in a really confident way and lead them back to your station. Take the lead. If they've never been there before, they don't know their way around the salon and you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So make sure that you are letting them know where the bathrooms are, where your station is, ask them if they need anything before you get started on your consultation. I like to stand across from them. I do not like to stand behind them and look at them in the mirror. I don't think that that is personal enough. And it's just not something I recommend. I like to be eye to eye with them. So it's more like a conversation, not an interrogation, you know? You definitely want to mirror the guest. So if your guest is someone that speaks really softly and really quietly or slowly, you want to do your best to mirror that. You don't want to show up with this big, boisterous energy on someone that's very low key because it can make them feel really uncomfortable and startle them a bit, honestly. You're also going to want to repeat the key things that the guest says so that they really, really feel heard. You know, if your client is like, oh, my hair just feels really dry right now. So you're going to say, okay, so I'm hearing you say that you feel like your hair is really dry. We can definitely address that. Repeating it also removes the judgment from it, you know? So now you're not telling them that their hair feels dry. They're openly admitting that they feel like their hair feels dry. And that opens a door for additional services for that appointment and products that they can take home to really remedy that. You're also going to want to offer solutions with details that include time investment and money investment. So you're going to want to be really familiar with your prices so you can pop off with that if they have a question. I really don't like it when I hear my stylist say, oh, let me look, let me figure that out for you. We need to know what our prices are and we need to be really confident in them. You need to be able to quote them a price on the spot. So make sure you're familiar with your price list. And you're going to want to let them know that, you know, hey, I can help you with this dry hair for $30 in 10 minutes. That way, they're very clear on the amount of time they're going to spend with you that day and how much it's going to cost them. I also like to write things down on a clipboard. I feel like it looks really, really professional. And then you have some reference to go back to later and put in the software. It's really hard to type that out while you're trying to actively listen to a client. So writing it down in shorthand allows you to go in and give a more elaborate description of the things that they said so that you can come back to those later. There is great significance in active listening during your consultation. You're going to want to appear like you're being an active listener, and you can do that by really paying attention to the things they say 
looking them square in the eye and giving them your undivided focus. Show them that you're listening by nodding and responding to the things that they're saying. You're going to want to hold off on any feedback until the end of the consultation. Please do not interrupt the guest while they're trying to get it out. Sometimes they're going to tell you things about their hair that may hit an emotional spot in them. If a woman is experiencing hair loss and she's got fine, thin hair for the first time in her life, that's not a time that you're going to want to interrupt her with solutions. Let her say what she needs to say, and then you can come in with your professional recommendations like a hero. Stay honest with your guests. You know, don't patronize them by saying, oh, it's not that bad. Come in with a solution. That's how you can really help them, not by trying to sugarcoat the truth. Make sure that you've heard everything that they have to say and never, never, never judge. Never say anything that might allude to the fact that you think what they use is gross or the things they do isn't right. Just keep that smile on your face and be a really good listener. You're always going to want to ask open-ended questions. Never ask yes or no questions to your guest. You really shut that door really quick when you do that. It doesn't even allow them to actually think about it. Let me give you an example. So I'm talking to my guest, Sally, and I've just given her a beautiful blowout. So I'm going to say to Sally, Sally, these are the three products that I use to create this beautiful style. Which one would you like to get started with? So I didn't ask Sally, do you need anything today? Would you like to buy one of these? I sounded like a professional with the assumption that Sally's going to take home something, right? Because I just gave her a bomb blowout and her hair looks better than it ever has before. So we've built the trust through the consultation and now I've delivered an incredible service. She's going to be very interested in how she can recreate this at home. And that's going to be through these three products. She may grab all three. I'm not going to get my feelings hurt if she doesn't. She's going to at least take one of them home. Never fails. At least one of them, sometimes two. And just remember, a no is just a no. Remove any emotional attachment to it. You are not in Sally's pocketbook. You do not know what's going on in Sally's life. Sometimes it's not about not wanting the product. It's about, hey, maybe I have to come back and get that later. You know, like my hair color is kind of expensive. It's definitely worth it, but I'm going to have to come back and get these products. So emotionally remove yourself from the response. Just be the professional and make the recommendation. I want to share tips on how to communicate expertise in a way that really builds trust between you and your clients. And one thing that I really like to do is I like to add in some feel-good questions too, because a consultation can feel a bit like an itemized list of what a client does not like about their hair, how miserable they are with their current cut and style. So you want to ask things like, well, what do you love most about your hair? Can you remember a time when you felt really, really good about your hair? And that allows them to come in with some preferences for one thing, but it also kind of raises the vibration just a little bit. So it doesn't always feel like I'm asking them to pick themselves apart. When a client feels heard and understood, it really puts them at ease. You're standing right across from them. You can kind of see their shoulders lower a little bit and they might sit back and they might cross their legs. These are all visual cues that your client is getting comfortable with you and is ready to open up to you during the consultation. And when you're able to deliver amazing results, they really see you as a true professional. You've stood there across from them with your clipboard, taking notes, asking all the right questions, and now you've delivered an incredible result. They are definitely in it for the long haul. You want to use the client's own words in your recommendations. 
You want to start by saying earlier, I heard you say that you felt like your hair was really dry. So now, again, that removes any judgment or any accusation from you that you feel like the client has dry hair and makes her feel more emotionally attached to the statement. Use the client's own words in your recommendations. Earlier, we talked about that. It removes any of the perceived judgment and emotionally connects them to the solution that you're offering. You're also going to want to know your products and the ingredients in those products. A client who is admitted to dry, brittle hair will love to know about the avocado oil in the mask you're about to recommend. Let's talk about how we conclude a consultation and set the expectations for the appointment. Not all clients are going to love what you have to say. A client that put level three hair color on her hair last winter isn't going to be thrilled that she can't be a platinum blonde by summer. But always be honest and upfront about what is possible and always keep the health of the hair top priority. Now, this may not be popular opinion, but I always check in with my first time clients about their beauty budget. My services are not budget friendly for a lot of people, and I am not going to leave my new client with sticker shock at checkout and my poor receptionist to have to deal with it. It's just not fair. So make sure you're going over your pricing structure when you're talking to your client. It's not always comfortable, but it's necessary. And you can just say, hey, before I go mix your color, do we need to talk about your budget today? And they're either going to say yes or they're going to say no. A client that's not worried about it isn't going to say yes and vice versa. But that gives a client the opportunity to say, hey, yeah, you know, just for kicks and giggles, give me the total for what today's going to be. And then that allows you to slide in, give her the information and, and modify the appointment before it's too late, before she gets up to the checkout and she feels that anxiety of it being way more than she thought it was going to be. Same goes with an existing client that's really straying from her normal service plan. So say you have a guest that's been coming in for a really long time and she's only been covering her grays and getting a root trim, but springs around the corner and now she decides she wants a balayage. Well, that's another $150 that she's not going to be expecting. So you're going to want to go over that with her before you go and mix the color. Follow-ups are a great way to ensure the guest satisfaction. I always follow up with any client that received a major transformation, whether it be hair color transformation or she's wearing hair extensions for the first time. I just like to check in with a little text message or iMessage and just let them know that I'm thinking about them and I hope that they're loving their new style and I'm just checking in. Make sure you're giving them a safe space for real feedback. Sometimes it's going to be challenging. You know, a client that's not used to spending 30 minutes blow drying her hair is going to be a little bit put off by that. And, you know, it's okay. They'll get used to it, but she should feel really comfortable saying, you know, is it going to get any easier? Is it always going to take this much time to style my new hair? And that allows you to come in and give them some really good feedback and maybe some helpful tips that'll help them get through this transition a little easier. Remind them how important it is to you that they are happy with their service and how much better of a stylist you are because of it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com.